And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 149 of Panelology. I'm Alex. And I'm Brian. It's just us all alone, all alone, left unsupervised to talk about oh comics. Unsupervised, unsupervised comics. Yep. You can't keep us down, comics authority. How was things for you this week, sir? All right. A nice, like, quiet, normal week. Work rehearsal, work rehearsal, comics. It, isn't that nice sometimes? Just yeah. a normal week? Yeah. Well, okay. So, like, I moved, what, back last July? And prior to right, that yeah. was house hunting and miserable. Mm-hmm. And it's really only been in the last month that life in general has normalized at all for me to, like, find routine and rhythm and sort of to get just general flow of a day now that I'm in the new place. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, Having had, like, three weeks of that now, I'm digging it. Very nice. Yeah. Glad to hear that. How about you? How was your week? Uh, same. Uh, fairly, fairly typical and normal, which was, again, it was nice not having anything crazy. Yeah. Well, then we should move on to comics, because without anything crazy, there's not actually anything to talk about here, huh? Let's go. Okay. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number two. Boy, this was crazy. Crazy good. (laughs) Hey, I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, I am really, really enjoying this series. I am too. I love how true to the characters they are, but they're not afraid to play them differently. It's like their personalities are the same, but like the situations and the and and how they react to things are a little different, which I really, really like. Yeah, I love that thing when it is a property I'm familiar with, which this isn't. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, we do get introduced to one of our uh, old old favorite characters, one old regular characters, and that's uh, Cordelia Chase. Uh, Cordelia, Cordelia from... was delightful, assuming that she is in fact as sweet and earnest as she seems. I am I am waiting for this because this is one of those where I think they did change her personality some. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, she is just nothing but sunshine in this. Yeah. I'm like, it's fine if a character is not that, but I don't know. She seems to be that, and she seems to be happily that, and like, I kind of want that for her. Uh, well, I think it makes her far more likable. She she does come across a little bit in the show as a as a bit of a mean girl. Mm. Like, there's definitely a, like. Sh- She's not, and you find out later that she's really not, but it does kind of come across just a little bit of that in her, and there's none of that at all in this character, yeah. at least so far, and I like that a lot. This is also the first time we've seen Spike, right? It is the first time we've seen Spike, and uh, he just, he is very much Spike. <laughs> Like, I don't know what else to say. Even I knew who he was. He is so spiked. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, and was it was it on here where we were actually trying to figure out who showed up on the last page of the first issue, or was that off mic? I don't remember if that was recorded or not. We were trying to figure out, though, who is that on the last page, and this yeah. tells us point blank who it was, if there was any uncertainty. It does indeed. I do not know what implications this person's identity has, so I'm not saying, is it something we should say, Brian? Uh, yeah, you can okay. say. There's no... I mean, 
mean, it's just another character that we know. So okay. Drusilla, right? Yes, it is yeah. Drusilla. Okay. Um, and if you know the show, that means a little bit more to you um, because you know how she relates into people. But uh, she is another, you know, another badass vampire. It's more interesting what's going on with her right now than it is who she is. So. Yeah, I, I did definitely enjoy the uh, uh, little situation she got herself into, let's say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that actually gave me a good laugh. I'm enjoying yeah. this. Maybe taunting a demon is not such a good way to proceed. Who knows? No, I mean I, I think that's pretty common. Pretty common sense, honestly. Um, man, Xander's the one that I really am feeling for in this one. Like, man. That last page was a little, little yeah. brutal. I mean, I because I think it's very, very true in a lot of group relationships. It is dynamics, yeah. But he still owes it to himself and to them just to like say, "Hey, I agree." Communication skills are important, comic book characters. Granted, that would take out a lot of conflict. Did you need conflict for storytelling? But yeah. there are other ways. You could also say communication is important. All real life people. Well, yes. I mean, okay, but I bang this drum literally all day, every day. <laughs> yes, fair enough. <laughs> This is this is part of my professional life. <laughs> The Flash, number 65. Uh, our conclusion of The Price. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we do get we do get a conclusion to kind of Gotham Girls' story in this, mm-hmm. um, which was very fine and, you know, maybe slightly predictable and, you know, nothing nothing too shocking there. Um, I really think what this four-part story was doing was setting up the relationship, specifically between Batman and Barry, mm-hmm. between, or Bruce and Barry, Batman and Flash. Yeah. Uh, and now, Batman and Barry, you had it right the first time. <laughs> Those you are the prime identities. Those are the prime identities. You're not wrong there. Um, yeah. And then wow. also between Barry and Iris. There, there was that one, that one huge double page spread, which is just gorgeous. Yeah. Like there's so much detail in in Flash's fist in that. It's mm-hmm. like, damn. But anyway, um, but yeah, it and it puts Barry in a place that I think is really going to be important for him. Maybe even more. More so than Bruce. Um, with Bruce, it puts him in a place, especially with what we find in the little two-page epilogue. Yeah. For what's coming next in a bigger picture for like not just Batman and Bruce, but DC all of alive. all of DC and Justice League-ish type yeah. folk and all that. Um. But 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 very much. Imagine this. Much more personally for Barry, it puts him in a place that he's going to deal with stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. I I I'm what's interested that? about the relationship change dynamics more than. I'm just kind of Barry being sad because Barry gets a lot of time to be sad. Yes. <laughs> but I do think the thing this does well is that I also think it does a good job of like the actual emotional fallout of what's going on in Heroes in Crisis. I, I would agree with that as well. Like, like more so than what's happening in Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I would agree. Um, I was going to say something else. And it just totally left me. Oh. As happens. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is also the, the, the epilogue you mentioned is, is teasing something we'll see in May, I think, when the Year of the Heroes one-shot thing comes out that is setting Year of the up. Villains? Yeah, so Year of the Villains, that's the Year word. The that's the right, word. Yeah. When I meant Heroes, I, or when I said Heroes, I meant, you know, the opposite. Yes, I actually, um, yeah. I'm glad you could crack that code. <laughs> Someone had to do it. I, I I would say I'm I wouldn't say I speak fluent Alex, but uh, you know I I have a passing knowledge. <laughs> yeah, 
you roll high enough on a check and you'll, <laughs> That's right. you'll get by. Exactly. Yeah. Um, th- that much will be maybe not completely explained, but will tie into what we see in this whole you know, year of the villains yeah. thing. I I did so, uh, and I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but there's a there's a, a screen in front of Batman at the end with a whole bunch of heroes on it, like mm-hmm. you know, just like a big portrait wall, and you know, he's question the people that are on that are a lot. Some of the people that are on that are very interesting choices to be on that wall. Oh, come on, name some. Uh, uh, well, Damien's there. Uh-huh. Which, <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, huh? That was that one's probably the biggest shock to me that, like, really? Um, some of them are not surprising at all, but, you know. I mean, um, I don't know. I think you can make the argument for why Batman would question Wonder Woman. She's been possessed by an evil witch goddess. Okay, that's She's true. Dealing I, did, I, all I, this I did think about that. Magic stuff. That's true. Her entire world might not exist anymore again. Uh, like, no, I, there are a lot of ways she's being manipulated that are in play right now, so I buy it. Okay, that's true. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe you can justify these. But, uh, I, 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 I am, I like the tease that they give us with that, though. Yeah, I think that'll be cool. Yeah. Speaking of Wonder Woman, Wonder uh-huh. Woman number 65. Oh, man. Okay, can I tell you, like, how happy I am that, um, that G. Willow Wilson is writing this book now? Me too. I, I... So I spent like half of this issue being like, really? I expect something different than this from G. Willow Wilson. Because it plays very much into typical tropes for a chunk of the book and then subverts them. Yes. Like, and that subversion like, is when I was very happy and was like, yes, okay, good. G. Willow Wilson hasn't been replaced by a clone. And it's 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 not even that. It's, it's even a little bit more subtle than that in that she gives you enough bait of, yeah, okay, this is G. Willow Wilson writing this trope mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because, like, uh, so, like, Wonder Woman goes to to, to find and, and confront and deal with Nemesis, right? Yeah. And, but, but like you get the whole, you get this, um, Wonder Woman goes to confront her, but doesn't necessarily want to fight her. Right. right? And that's the, that's like the bait that gets you into the G Willow. Okay. It's going to be this, but she's going to end up having to fight her. Yeah. But then you're right. But then you really get a big change at the end. I mean, this is an issue where conflict is solved, not with a punch, but a hug. (laughs) Literally. Yes. I'm like, even the nemesis thing, like you're right. That plays with you because even coming out of it like she's been bitten and she's filled with this rage venom yep so and so like, you it, so like it's very it's very clear how where this is gonna go but then doesn't yeah like and especially with this being the second issue dealing with this story with veronica kelly you're like oh okay now i know how comics work this is the second issue of five or six so instead of calmly trying to work it out now that she's full of this rage venom she's just gonna go punch at her and make things worse yep. and that's not what happens it's, it's not and it's very very nice to have those expectations be something else yes like yes see communication guys this is what i'm talking about i know right and you know what like i'm really digging aphrodite in this too i am too yeah i love i love the very end she's like can you fly not exactly (laughs) (laughs) so she summons she summons something to transport her yes and it's literally Cygnus the Swan, like the constellation. The, the constellation, yes. It's yeah. like, oh my god, that's beautiful. So good, and and she is, I think, the second member of a club of comic book characters that I'm just waiting for now in an inevitable Marvel DC crossover. Hurricane Aphrodite? No. <laughs> what? No characters who refuse to wear pants. <laughs> 
<laughs> Aphrodite. Gwenpool. <laughs> no, Ben wears pants. Uh, Aphrodite and Nadia. Come on. Okay, well... Nadia's ongoing war on pants. That's the whole... Remember, that's the whole thing with, with uh, Gwenpool was that, like, her her outfit never had pants because she didn't get enough material to make pants for Okay, it. yeah, fair. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yes. In civilian clothes, she does wear pants. Though. In civilian clothes, she does wear pants. That Nadia is. avoids pants whenever she can because they <laughs> stifle her creativity. <laughs> But yes, okay. Yeah. There you go. That's that's a that's a. There's your commonality. Go yeah. for it. There we go. That is my that is my Marvel DC crossover. Mar- Marvel DC, the pantsless. Yes, <laughs> and you know who they fight, right? Solomon Grundy. <laughs> Solomon Grundy won't pants too. Beautiful, sir. That was that was inspired. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Peter Cannon, Thunderbolt number two. Speaking of inspired. Oh. I love this book. This book is so, so good. I don't know how to talk about it exactly, but I love it. Oh my god. Um, so we, we had talked about before, the first issue yeah. of this was the Warren Ellis Authority issue. Mm-hmm. This is the Grant Morrison issue. and This is, yeah. This is, oh, it does not disappoint. No, it does not. It is, like, uh, there, are, uh, there are a couple of places where you can point to characters and very specifically go, oh, that is this character from Watchmen. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's not too much. Right. Right? And I think that was important because it can very easily have been too yeah. much. Well, he talked about, um, I think it was in an interview. I read he talked about in the character creation wanting each character to at times at least be relatable to a Watchmen character yes but yeah. also to not play the exact same tropes and to maybe like also be analogous to other like big two superhero characters so like there's a lot of blending of characters a lot of blurring yes. of yeah. lines but yeah like in this one uh the what's it called the test the test the test definitely gets some like Rorschach and comedian style moments Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> One that is rather unfortunate for him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but, okay, can I tell you what my absolute favorite part of this book was, this this issue? I mean, can I guess? It's going to take us a minute, but I'm going to guess, and I'll guess okay. like six things, and maybe one of them will be it. Six would be an appropriate number to guess. Okay, well that tells me which one it is, but I'm going to start yeah. with a different one, because I want to okay. bring it up, and there's yeah. no other good place to do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the test, vomiting a mouth of cranberries onto this golden table... <laughs> And then, like, two pages later, the camera pulls back, the paddle pulls back to a top-down view, and it's a yellow table with a red splash across it, exactly a, like the button. A red circular table, yes. Yellow I mean, a yellow table. circular table, yes. Yeah. With the red splash on it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you must be talking about the not magic but formalism moment. The formalism, yes. <laughs> so the they, last issue they figured out that it is a Peter Cannon from another world, another mm-hmm. time, you know, dimension that must be doing this. So um, there's no way for them to cross over and like the, the 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 Peter Cannon of that universe says, ah, there's no way you can get to me, blah blah blah. So the way they do it is because he's watching them. Like he can't directly interact or go there, but because By the he's way, watching them. Spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yes. I. Thank you. 
Yeah, this that, is this a very is cool important. moment, and I don't want to, like, if anyone hasn't read it, not give them a chance to quickly smash their pause button. Yeah, you should definitely go read it if you plan to first. But yeah. So the way they do it is the six of them lie down on the ground, and his, uh, his assistant associate friend draws panel borders in, like, baseball chalk around them. So they are literally, like, laying in, like, a six-panel layout. Um, and because the other Peter Cannibal is watching them and sees that, then they're then able and and it's called formalism (laughs) they're able to actually translate through that to his world he's watching them on six monitors taking up the bottom three panels himself and that blurs the (laughs) lines between the realities and lets them travel the multiverse to his headquarters and and them traveling through the multiverse you see their six panel little like their six panel thing fly through these all these nine panel worlds Uh and then (laughs) come out in his world did you and notice is... what the, uh, like, comedian <laughs> Captain America mashup is doing on that double-page spread? Where he's in a ball? He sees all this and then he cur- curls up in a ball. And in a just fetal w- position, yeah. yes. Yes. As opposed to the test who then makes a snow angel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out of the whole thing, yes. Which is another very Rorschach moment. <laughs> It is, this book is so, so good. There is so many things, different things to like about this book. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I love the line too, as, as Peter starts explaining the plan, he's like, we're going to lose some people with this. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Such a good book. I don't know where exactly this goes next, but I'm really digging it. I don't either. I don't either. I, and I love Baba Yaga. I, I, I now have fallen in love with this character as well. Yeah. Um, also, like, we've talked about Karen Gillan and the writing, but like there is so much going on in Casper Wingard's art in this. Yeah. Like the, the what is what is Peter's assistant's name? Do you have uh, ba- it? Uh, hang on. Yeah. yeah if uh, you look up. So there's like a two page scene of Peter doing research and his assistant comes in and like, he comes in to bring him food, very much like a long Doctor Strange kind of deal. But, like, in the body language, and in the lighting, and in just the way everything is focused and composed, like, you get the sense of, well, no, he really cares about him, and this is not just a, you know, master-servant relationship. This is very yeah. much like a, there's a history here. Like, I even, I like, as I was reading, I'm like, wait, are they together? And then the assistant says, yeah. you know, I think the one thing we've ever failed on is this, or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's tab- taboo. Taboo. Okay, I thought it was taboo, but I'm like, yeah. wait, is the is the unless it's taboo, name which taboo? Be... That can't be right, Alex. You're messing. <laughs> you're messing with yourself. I, I'm 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 saying taboo, but it may well be taboo. It's T A B U. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's a there's a lot in the... I mean, even just making all of the formalism uh, work on the page uh-huh. takes a lot in terms of composition. Ugh. The whole premise of the book does. But there are little things beyond that that are just really, really well done. Yeah, like, if you want something very different, because this is not a superhero book. I mean, it's a superhero book in, in as much as you could say Watchmen was a superhero book, right? And that it has superheroes in it. Right. But it's, but it's not a... It, it's not like a Superman, Batman... Flash superhero book, right? Um, so if you want something very different that is so so good, go go pick this up. It's only two issues in. The Wicked and the Divine, number forty-two. Oh my. Okay, so this is our last issue before uh, next week. I think actually the one-shot trade comes out for all the one-shots cool. that are gathered up, and then they are taking a month break as they usually do with a trade, and then we get the final three issues, which is going to make me start crying as I say that. <laughs> um, 
Um, because there's only three left. But um, there is. Uh, I, I've mentioned before. I talk about how you know it started moving and hasn't stopped. There is so much story progression in every one of these issues now. Um, yeah. That you, even if you've read it up to here in trade, I don't know how you're not getting it issue to issue at this for this last piece because oh, my, there is so much that happens in every single issue. Um, you can see all the pieces starting to get moved into their final positions and so much of what happened in the first 40 issues of this book is not being undone in any way but it's being changed into what you did not expect um let's just say a lot of what is presented to you is not how the board is going to look at the final conflict here i mean I would hope that how many issues later, 42 issues later, the board has changed, yes. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> even from, you know, like the first 30 issues after that or so, you kind of get an idea of where you think, I don't want to say where you think this is heading, because so much of this was, was kind of like a paper girls, I don't know what's going on, Yeah. but I but I love this ride. But you could start to see some, okay, you know, you know who's going to be there, and you know which sides people are starting to line up on, yeah. and that kind of stuff, and so much of that gets changed like not even just once but like again and again and again in these last in this last arc yeah that makes sense oh, so so good please if you have not read this even if you wait till it's over go pick up the trades and read this series i'm doing i'm working <laughs> on it uh amazing spider-man number 16 or as i'm going to refer to this issue that's so craven <laughs> that's so craven or uh, what, what did i call it uh issue 0.hu <laughs> You're baiting me now, Brian. You're baiting me, and I'm not going to take it yet. <laughs> you will next week, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I would ask, but I know you already know the answer to this because I actually sent it to you. My, what my favorite part of this book is. Um, you know, even if you hadn't, I probably could guess. <laughs> okay, and to be fair, it is a very personal thing. So I don't know that I've ever said it on the show or not, but I work for WebMD, and so um, when Peter's talking to Mary Jane and he's like super sick and like trying to like she's trying to feed him soup and all this he's like oh, I, don't even get what this... yeah, <laughs> I don't even get what this is the symptoms are all over the place maybe webmd can tell me how soon it'll kill me <laughs> I, was like, I, I sent alex and jen that, that, that picture and said now i feel all of my years at working at webmd have been worth it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. But, but no, this this issue is very clear. It is one hundred percent set up for the hunted yes. storyline that's coming up. It is very much checking in with Craven and what he's been up to, which is yep. every bit as insane as one would expect with Craven. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, Check maybe it. more so. I'm going to be honest. You know, Craven is not my favorite Spider-Man character. He he, for the most part, he tends to be fairly one dimensional. Yeah, and I think that I mean that worked really well in like you know the six or whatever yeah <laughs> even the early 70s but I, this is probably the most dimension to this character we may have ever seen yeah that's i agree and like this is i mean i've talked about it before like i'm i'm always kind of having to look for things i can cut and swap to trade on and i've thought about swapping to trade on this just because i've got so much spider-man in trade already why not keep going mm -hmm. um because all of the dan slot stuff i bought like the big hard covers for too right um because i love it very much um and i saw you know a craven arc coming up i'm like well you know maybe that would be a good place to hop off i'll see how it goes but like no i really like what nick spencer is doing with craven in this i mean 
clearly he's insane. Oh, oh, no question about that. Um, but I like that he is taking a completely different angle here before. I like that it's kind of playing into the whole, you know, a lot of Spider-Man's villains are animal-themed thing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it, yeah, it, you know what? If you got it, use your, use your, uh, what is it? Use your strengths, right? Play yeah. your strengths. I really, really hoped you were just going to start singing the producers there, Brian. <laughs> Step right up and stretch your stuff. There you go. Um, and then we check in with Taskmaster and... Uh, Taskmaster, the master of tasks. <laughs> and Black Ant. And uh, uh, see we see how they truly fit into this yeah. picture now. Yeah. And by the way, Black Ant's eventually going to end up on the uh, menu himself, right? I mean... He's animal-themed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't worked that one out yet. No, he has not. Poor guy. Poor robot. Poor robot. Poor robot. I, I love that last page, too. I want. I don't think it spoils anything, but somebody shows up with, like, this huge group of, of these people that are going to be part of what's coming up, mm-hmm. and they show up to check in at this hotel, and it's like, so it's like... All of these people who are essentially going to be the villains just show up at this hotel to all check in as, like, part of this, like, convention type thing. (laughs) It's like, what? Yeah. And hey, if you've ever wanted to see Craven in a suit. (laughs) There you go. You know what? He looks pretty good in a suit. You gotta give him credit. As Brendan Fraser said in George of the Jungle, (laughs) darn good. There you go. Yeah, I'm in for this. Uh, And just as a heads up, since Brian has already tried to bait me with it. There is some unorthodox numbering happening for this series, and I recommend if you are reading this that you take a look at the letters page in the back matter. There is a list that is the reading order for this with its just unforgivable numbering scheme included. Yeah, it, if you remember when they did the Monsters Unleashed thing, when they were uh, when Marvel did that, and they did several like one dot MUs. Yeah, they did that for that. They did that for Age of Ultron, and that works mm-hmm. when you've got like issues of a series that are outside of its normal story tying into a separate miniseries. Right. This is doing that with extra issues that tie into the book that they're a part of already anyway. Yeah. And that is, like I say, unorthodox and confusing. And I do I do recommend you check that list. So we are in 16 now. The mm-hmm. next one is 16.HU, which kind of sets up, at the end of this, the black, the black cat calls Peter for help. Yeah. And like I assume based on what's in the in the uh back matter explaining the numbering scheme, like this issue is gonna be how she gets in the situation where she calls him, and then in seventeen they're in the same place. I think that's kind of, like each of the dot HUs are telling one of the villains' stories. Yeah, they're almost they're almost like what would if it were a traditional tie-in type thing would be like one shots. Yeah, or like yeah. hunted war journal. Or right. Safari yeah. journal. Safari journal. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Um but the, I'll tell you what's the weirdest thing to me about them you because you this is issue 16 mm-hmm. right then you have 16.hu uh-huh then you have 17 there's no 17.hu well i assume they're falling in but where they go <laughs> chronologically in the story yeah but then there's like an 18 and a 19 and a 20.hu so like what could okay uh, whatever just that's I mean, how it is i'll i'll deal with it and it'll be what it is and it just <laughs> i don't know brian if weird. i get started on how strange i think this numbering scheme is i'll never <laughs> stop i am trying to be helpful and informational <laughs> not negative and i'm going to leave it there like why they didn't just call these spider-man hunted 
like you said, Safari Journal or something, yeah. and make it four issues. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I can tell you why. It's because they don't want people to skip them. They want these issues to sell too. I mean, that's true. They they want them. Anybody that's reading this book to pick those up. Yeah. That's true. Um, if it were me, I'd have just made it like a weekly event for six weeks, eight weeks, however long it takes, and then yeah. just boom, 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 giving them all regular numbers. But I'm not an editor at Marvel, and that's not my decision to make. Okay. Let's move along. Daredevil, number two, or as I like to call it, the Star Devil. Star Devil. Um, I, I I am really, really enjoying Chip's take on this character. I am too. We didn't talk much about one because Chip had said he wanted people to read it sans reviews on yeah. Twitter. So we all agreed, good, good book. But we're going to talk about it a little more now, now that you've yeah, had time to go do. I would still say good, good book. Um... Definitely still good, good book. <laughs> Uh, this is really, really digging into kind of a core thing about Matt and his personality. Mm -hmm. It reminds me a whole lot of stories with Batman when they talk about him not using guns. Yeah. Like, it's it's something that he's chosen that's a core piece of, kind of makes him in his own identity who he is. And, you know, it hasn't, so, and it's Matt's having to question that a little bit. Well, I mean, let's step back and say what's going on. In the first sure. issue, okay. Matt... Matt is back in the Daredevil suit after almost dying. Yep. And, I mean, one of the questions on the table is, really, is he physically up to it yet? Right. He, he's not 100% yeah. by any... And he, he knows he's not 100%. Yeah. yeah. He tries to stop a burglary, mm -hmm. and the burglar dies. And everyone says it is his fault. Yeah. And one of them gets sent to the hospital. Yeah. Right. So there's like three of them. One of them is killed, one of them gets sent to the hospital, and the other one is, is really injured, right? Yeah. Um, Everyone yeah, says it's his fault. Kingpin is still the mayor, so Matt is convinced it's a cover-up, because Matt wouldn't do this, Matt being framed. And, like, the crux of this issue is he's trying to investigate that and can't actually find any evidence that it's not his fault. He can't find anybody lying about, you know, it being their doing. Right. Um, And especially as you read the first one, I mean, even as the reader, you're kind of put in the position where you're questioning maybe it's just because he wasn't where he needed to be going back out and he made a mistake. Yeah, no, like, very much I think this is his fault. Like, I do think that this is the case and it's not someone messing with him. I think he did make a mistake. Yeah. And I think that's where this is going. Oh. And I think it's maybe more interesting for that, to be honest. I, I Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. It's 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 it, it's kind of hard to watch, but man, is it good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The art in this is absolutely great gorgeous too the art absolutely and the is um and you know what i i can't remember his name but this new detective that's in town cole cole yes i really really like this character. i do too he's very good yeah like because he's not he he seems much more thoughtful than your typical vendetta driven type cop i right? mean he's not that at all he's and he's he's matt if matt were a cop yeah, and like you get his internal dialogue when he goes to to talk to Fisk about this, uh -huh. and like you know, it, it, you're right though. I didn't even think about it, but it sounds a lot like a dialogue Matt would have yeah. with himself, right? I mean, it's very much the here's what he's doing. He's trying to play me. Don't let him get to you. Keep your cool. Like, right. no, he can't read his heartbeat and all that, but like he's still reading him and he's still like playing that game of chess with him. And uh huh. And and you hear the yeah, I'm going to meet Fisk. Of course, I'm scared. You yeah, know? right. Uh, no, I like him a lot. I think he's great. I mean, even even his partner who's kind of your you know uh stereotypical i'm too old for this 
yeah. detective is is cool. Like, I really like yep. what Chip's doing here and what the whole team is doing here. I do, too. Even to just, like, the one-panel shots you get of, like, Luke Cage and Jessica. Yeah. When they see this headline about, you know, has the, has Matt done, has Daredevil done this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. the thing the thing that I think twisted the knife the most for me in this was mm-hmm. when he was talking to the ER doctor. Yes. And the ER doctor's like, look, I've seen so many people. You're precise. You mean to do what you mean to do. And I'm telling you, you there's do nothing. exactly I... what, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm telling you, there's nothing I could have done. And as Daredevil swinging away, he's like, you should have been a doctor. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Actually, yeah. Like, he could have. Yeah. I mean, other than le- legally being blind as Matt, he could have. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the, I just want to help people. Then help oh, people. and maybe he could do it in a mask. He could be Dare Doctor. Ah, there you go. <laughs> The Doc Devil? The Doc Devil. <laughs> no, somehow I, somehow I get the feeling there probably is a character called Doc Devil, and he's something completely different. <laughs> yeah, like a Batman team-up with, uh, what's-his-name, his, like, boat captain <laughs> supporting character. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know the, the one, or no, Superman, I, it's Superman. Superman, yes. Yeah. West Coast Avengers, number eight. Ugh. <sighs> So, before we get into this, it is PSA time, and I'm probably going to break Brian's heart as I say this, because Brian's not on social media. This book is ending with number 10, unless its trades sell well. Go buy trades. Go buy trades. I want this book to continue. Go buy trades. Support this thing. Talk about this thing. If you read it and enjoy it, convince other people to do the same. Do as we say and as we do. It is so good. I will tell you how good it is. It literally has... I get two... I get a bonus double quote of the week this week, because there's literally back to back like i can just keep reading two extra bubbles and get two a bonus quote of the week yeah like this is one of the best books marvel is putting out it shouldn't go away no so Kate has the whole team around her and she's like talking about what the plan's going to be and she's like, all right, it's going to be two teams. Clint, America, Fuse, and Novar are going into the cult with me as potential new recruit. We'll go undercover and Clint will be going in as a celebrity. And Clint goes, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think the air quotes are necessary, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, choir, you, I want you to take you and Gwen into Madame Mass operations and see what you can find. You're also our backup if things should go wrong. And choir goes, I'm on the B team? Are you insane, Bishop? Your leadership skills are Absolutely. And uh, Gwen Poole goes, Quentin, shut up. This insult will not stand, Gwen. Uh, she just made you a team leader, Quentin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is so good. It's Please don't fantastic. take this away from me. <laughs> don't take this away from me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then, as if that's not good enough with the, with the celebrity in air quotes, they don't think Clint would be a big enough celebrity draw to fool them. <laughs> So who does he go in as, Alex? Simon Williams. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, it is everything about this is so great. And it has vampires. There are vampires, too. <laughs> there are vampires. Uh, and... <laughs> And then, and then you've got uh, Gwen at the beginning going jogging with, with Jeff. <laughs> I mean, did you notice the panel where Jeff is sitting at the table with everyone else, holding a yes. cup of coffee? Uh-huh. Jeff is good. Don't let Jeff die, you monsters. Read this book. Oh my word! And then we get a reference to uh, to Gwen saying how she's recently gained an appreciation for red shirts. <laughs> <laughs> As she then proceeds to slice up a whole bunch of people. Yep. Like I, I can't, I can't tell you how much I like this book. Uh, it's not going to be good for him next issue, though. Unfortunately. No. Um. Yeah. But unless oh. more people buy it, there are only two more. No, please. Like, okay, you know what? 
I give you dispensation this week to not have to go rate and review us if you go buy this book. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can always still do rate both. and review us. I'm not saying you. Ha- I'm not saying you can't do both or shouldn't do both. I'm saying it's not a requirement this week, <laughs> as opposed to other weeks, which explains where our, it is a requirement. Our yes, thousands exactly. <laughs> of five star reviews. Uh, the Forgotten Queen, number one. My goal in the next five minutes is to sell Brian on this book. All right, go. Teeny Howard writing Emma Carpina okay. on art four issue miniseries for Valiant. It is set in a split timeline. In the present, there is a scuba exploration thing going on where people are basically treasure hunting, and it is gorgeous. And as they are doing so, there is a problem. Like both of the divers start feeling weird. A whale attacks the ship, and they're like, "Okay, no, we, we've got to everyone come back up. We're pulling you up. Things are going sideways." And one of the divers cracks open the other diver's helmet, and he dies. And they're dealing with, nobody knows that she's killed him. The creepy, like, leader of the ship is like, nope, we've got to go back down. There's stuff down there. There's something down there I need. This funds our excursions. We have to do this. I don't care if a man dies. Meanwhile, in the days of Genghis Khan, we see the Forgotten Queen show up and use her, like, abilities to, to, to make men want to fight, to make people want to fight, to, like, help him bolster his armies and help him ascend and all of that. And we learn basically, like, she is a double-edged sword, yes she will help him win but also like once those flames are lit they don't go out and eventually his empire will just collapse in on itself for infighting um then we learn that maybe she was in the bottom of the ocean there too and maybe she is what this sea captain is looking for uh and we find out that in the flashback again we find out that like she's moved on after genghis khan and found a new warlord to follow who is a woman who the then she falls in love with so it's like present day mystery past tense love story and it's four issues and it's teeny howard and it's good good writing and it's Emma carpina and it's good good art and brian brian i see your face i know you want to do it yeah i'm gonna have you yes you are our comic shop has plenty of co- copies <sighs> all right there you go you sold you sold me but the question listeners did he sell you we can't answer that yeah but no we'll see only you can <laughs> but it's good you should read it i like it there are some good, good right. covers too brian yeah tell me about life is strange um okay so this is issue four um and i believe this is um this was originally going to be all there was to this, um, but in the back of this one, we see that uh, there is going to be a number five. They are going to continue with another arc for this. Um, if you are a person who played the original, this was a computer game, for those of you who may not know at all, um, called Life is Strange, and it was a really, really interesting game, and you played this character named Max, and she had the ability to rewind time and make decisions, and so she could kind of, in a limited fashion, kind of see some outcome and then go back and possibly make a different choice. Um, and the story, that even though it's kind of just your typical branching type story, probably more than any other game I've ever played, ha- the decisions you make truly, truly have consequences in what happens later in the story. Um, like to the point of the final decision that you make is rather monumental. Um, and this takes place after the game, which you may ask, well, then how do they choose which story? story, you know, which ending. Um, And they very clearly tell you at the beginning uh, that this is one possible Mm. story, one possible outcome and what continues after. Um, But if you, I will say this, if you enjoyed the game and you like the characters Max and Chloe, you should absolutely, without question, go get this book. Um, The trade is going to be out, uh, I think, next month. Um, And it is really, really good. These characters are exactly the same characters from the game. Uh, They've 
captured their personalities perfectly. Um, and like the story and the writing is really, really good too. It can, it continues that exact same feel and we get some, again, more consequences and you know, uh, you're for fans of the game. I can tell you the, the very last thing that is in this book on the bottom of the last page is a little caption that says your, this choice has consequences. Cool. (laughs) Yes. It's really good. Yeah. Please, please go get it. If you're a fan of the game, you will enjoy it. It's time for, is it still good? Is it still good? Brian, black hammer, age of doom. Number eight, uh, black hammer, still good. Uh, uh, black hammer's daughter gets a phone call that seems really creepy, but may provide her with answers. Brian action comics. Number 1008. Uh, Jimmy Olsen hides under a desk and Amanda Waller figures out some shit's going really bad and comes and asks for help. Batman number 29. The Joker has his last laugh. Batman Beyond number 29. What did I say? You just said Batman. I oh, think. Batman Beyond number 29. The Joker yeah, okay. has his last laugh. Detective Comics number 999. Brian. Um, this is the end of our arc. Uh, we get an answer to what's going on and Batman is his own worst enemy. Freedom Fighters, number three, Brian. Um, we get the next part of the team's plan to reawaken the spirit of America. Hex Wives, number five, Brian. Oh, things are only a little bloody this issue. They're going to be real bloody next issue. <laughs> Justice League, number six, Brian. I'm sorry, Justice League Odyssey, number six. Justice League Odyssey, number six. Um, Starfire makes it home to Tamaran. Shazam, number three, Brian. Um, the kids are hosted to a party by King Kid, and we start getting our introduction to the other six realms. Sideways, number 13. Derek gets answers, and the book ends for now. Mm. Terrifics, number 13, Brian. Uh, the team comes together to go help Mr. Terrific, and he has already found his own ally uh, to fight the... Oh, God, what are they called? Uh, uh, oh, shoot, I don't know. The... the evil the, Terrifics. The, the evil... Ter- yeah, the evil Terrifics. I can't remember what they're called. Ice Cream Man, number 10. Love transcends all borders until you kill it. Mm. Oh, you know what? I do have to tell you this, though, Alex. Yeah? Um, so, jump back to the Terrifics for just a minute. Remember how we described it when, we, when it was first coming out as DC's Fantastic, Fantastic Force? Yeah. Right? The 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 villain in this, you've read some of them, right? You know who it is. Yeah. Right? It's Java. Do you yeah. know who he's going, what he's going by now? Dot uh, Dread. And he has like an right, iron yeah. mask on. Yeah. yeah. So it's literally. It's yeah. Literally, oh, no, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Age of X-Men, the extremists, number one. Our introduction to the secret Gestapo is this is in this issue and uh, we get our first inkling that everything might not be as copacetic as it seems. Avengers No Road Home number three uh, Rocket relives his worst day as Hawkeye learns to count on his fingers. <laughs> Black Panther number nine uh, Black Panther travels to an underwater planet to try to put down a uh, resistance group who it turns out might actually be the good guys. Just maybe. Fantastic Four, number seven. Uh, Doom taunts Alex with the possible possibility of a return of Orange Galactus, and Alex is sad. As, as Johnny tries to save a girl who doesn't need saving. <laughs> I mean, it's a day ending and why. <laughs> 
Invaders number two. We learn a little bit more about Namor's closest human friends and uh, watch him just kick Captain America's ass with a shield. Marvel Comics presents number two, Brian. Uh, Logan fulfills his 10-year-later promise. Um, Mr. Fantastic. I'm going to do three just because it's three stories. Okay. Um, Mr. Fantastic leads the U.S. space race and we get the origin and... uh, character uh, self-realization for Gorilla Man. Star Wars Dr. Afra number 29 Afra and Triple Zero might be good for ratings Superior Spider-Man number 3 Anna Maria decides that maybe the best way to handle Otto is for her to take responsibility for Otto after talking to Peter about uh, whether or not she can trust the Superior Spider-Man and finally Brian X-Force number 3. Um, the team tries to save civilians as Deathlock infiltrates a base and Boom Boom makes her entrance. <laughs> Are all their base belong to Deathlock? <laughs> Not yet, but it's getting there. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Brian, mm-hmm. meet the scrolls number one. <laughs> yeah, so this is um, this is a, a Marvel miniseries. I think it's four or five issues uh, that is essentially uh, think uh, when Vision created his family to go live in the suburbs. Think suburban family that is the scrolls and what their lives are like. <laughs> as a as a almost like a cold war russian spy family that you know is waiting to be activated plus it's robbie thompson who did silk yeah. and other stuff right yeah yes spider-man Ooh, speak, deadpool speaking of next week there'll be silk news yeah 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 oh when we talk about solicitations yes yes yep. uh cosmic ghost rider destroys marvel history number one I mean, I think the title tells you really everything you need to know. Cosmic Ghost Rider goes through Marvel history and destroys it. Deathstroke number 41, Brian. Uh, This is the beginning of uh, the Deathstroke Teen Titans crossover event. Um, The original, the Judas contract way back in the 80s with Teen Titans and Deathstroke Uh was still one of my favorite stories. Um, And I am very much looking forward to this and hoping it will be equally as good. Cool. Domino Hot Shots number one is... Continuing Gail Simone and David Baldeon's tenure on Domino, but now there's a team, and Maria Hill needs... I forget which character's help it is she says she needs, but Maria Hill comes to them with something she needs done. Black Hammer 45 from the world of Black Hammer, number one. Brian. This is uh, this is one of the Black Hammer tie-ins. Really? This is specifically, <laughs> this is about the Black Hammer Squadron, which is the equivalent, of the you know, the analogous pastiche to Blackhawks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the War Squadron in 45, and... And, and what happened with them. So, yeah. I am I, I love everything I've read in the Black Hammer universe so far, so. And my last one is Morning in America, number one, which is Magdalene Visaggio writing. That's really all I need to know. This one is coming out next week from Oni. Good enough. Yep. All right. All right. I think that will do it, Brian. Do you have anything to add? Uh, I don't think so. A lot of good books this week. A lot, lot you can go pick up and read. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, we'd like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Tune in really wherever you want to listen to podcasts. And if not, let us know. We'll get there. You can visit our website at panelologypodcast.com if you want to submit questions or read old 
reviews of comics that I read all of and that I read a lot of in 2017. Uh, or, you know, find out how to harass us on Twitter. It's a website. These are things people do on websites. If you would like to support us, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Brian won't hold you to that this week if you buy West Coast Avengers, but it's still not a bad thing to do. Uh, if you would like to share us with friends, you can do that. If you would like to support us financially, you can go to patreon.com slash panelology to do that. And if you want more of me and Jen and occasional guest hosts Meg and Tim, you can listen to all of us every fortnight on Minds at Yerk, our Animorphs reread podcast. We just recorded number 16, which will be out this week as you're listening to this. And two weeks from now, we will have a very special guest, our first guest on Minds at Yerk, Brian. Yeah. Yep. We are, Looking forward to it. We'll see. We I are ne- very excited never read a single one of the books. We'll see what happens. It will be fantastic. That is what happens. All right. I'm Alex. And I'm Brian. And we'll be back next week. Read comic. Read comic.